Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff, and uh, the black screen right there beside me, wherever you want. Oh, there it is, is uh, the one and only uh, playoff questioning Earl Nieto. Uh, welcome on in, everybody. We appreciate you being here. It is Tuesday night, and... We are celebrating a birth in the playoffs for New Mexico United after they picked up a 4-1 win over Memphis 901 FC Friday night out of the lab in front of 11,300 folks and change. Uh, Fantastic night for New Mexico United. The playoffs are set. We've got the full round of, uh, I I don't even know what you call it, full round of, uh, uh, it's 16, I guess, the full round of 16. I guess if that's one quarterfinals, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the playoffs are set, and there is still a mathematical chance for New Mexico United to potentially host a playoff game. So uh, it is out there. It is possible. Andres Trujillo over in the chat. Andres, thank you for being How you doing, bud? Glad to see you here this evening. Appreciate you being here. If you're in the chat whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, please pop on over, throw your questions and comments in the chat. We will get to those throughout the show this evening. If you're on Twitter, please follow along. Unfortunately, you can't chat with us, though. So we do appreciate each and every one of you being here. Andres Trujillo, if you folks don't know, owner and president of the New Mexico Runners, and uh, we're going to have Andres here on the show in uh, a few weeks. Maybe we'll have some news for you guys in terms of the runners ahead of their upcoming season. So a lot of things to get to this evening. Uh, I want to start off by saying, I mean, I guess let's start with this. After the win Friday night, team of the week comes out today. New Mexico has not one, not two, but three players named to the USL Championship Player of the Week. Zico Bailey, Greg Hurst, and Amando Moreno all getting nods this week. So congratulations to those guys for their performances on Friday night and getting the Team of the Week honors. I mean, and realistically, you look at it, and it was a well-deserved mention for those guys. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you look at what Zico did. He scored, what is that, his second goal for the club? Uh, second, I want to say his, his third. I have to double-check that. Second and third goal for the club. Um when it mattered the most, I mean, we had a 7% chance of making the playoffs. And we went up against a really, really good Memphis 901 team. As much as people want to say it wasn't, that that right there is a playoff team. And Rachel James, I do want to say, hey, what's up to you? It was good seeing you on set on Friday night. Um I know she you was. Got, in you our... got to see Rachel. I didn't get to see Rachel. I'm bummed. I always look. I always and see Rachel. I'm um, bummed by that. I didn't get to see Rachel. We were down there too. Rachel, as many of you guys probably know, maybe you guys don't, is one of the founding members of what we have going on here. Uh, one of the founding members of Somos Moss back when we were Somos Unidos News. Um, so Rachel, welcome in. If you have any questions, um, we love you a lot. Just so you know. Um, and I, it was great seeing you. Definitely made my night on top of the win. Um, but like I was saying, though, um, Memphis 901, a very good team. And yet, 
we showed up when we needed to. I mean, that's exactly what it was. We we peaked at the right moment. A lot of people, including myself, and I don't know about the guy next to me, but I want to say he he had us almost signed out as well. Well, and to be fair, you look at that run up to these final three games, and you know. There's a there's a very good reason to not be optimistic about the, about the about the final run up, you know, but then you see you see the win against Lou City already fairly improbable. Lou City being one of the best teams in either conference, then you go you go on the road to Phoenix Rising, pick up a win out in Phoenix, which we've never done, and then you come back home for the final season final game of the regular season against a Memphis 901 team that needed points to to secure a home playoff match. So for us to come out in the way that we did, and we talked about it on Tuesday night last week, you know, after those two wins, you and I were both a lot more optimistic about that, about the chances on Friday night against Memphis. Now, obviously we undersold that a little bit based on the performance we saw Friday night. But I mean, this is what we've been waiting to see. You saw a team that was aggressive that was dynamic. You saw, you know, just an all-around great performance. One of the pro- easily the best we've seen all season, if you ask me. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely the team that we expected to see all season. Who the shit is this? Santa is in the chat, folks. So make sure you are good. <laughs> so you got Santa's uh, nice list. Um. To, so to answer Santa's question, no, I'm not laying on the floor. Once again, I'm back in my room. Um, if you look up here, there's there's the, the saw that's hand-painted. Um, I'm not going to give you a tour of my room again. Um, if you were here a couple weeks ago, you'll get the, the, the crash course of it all. Um, but, yeah, so like I was saying, this is the team that we expected to see all season but didn't, and we were very disappointed all season long because we knew the caliber team that we have. We knew what was going on. Um, and to touch on on Rachel's comment, so this, so all this time I've been talking about a fire in their bellies. I saw that during the last game. She's been waiting. So have we. I mean, we knew which which team we have. Um, we know what championship caliber team we have, and yet we weren't showing out for that team. Um, but so for us to actually come out and put four up, I believe the first time all season. Um, it was nice. Yeah, it really um, was. It's it's one of those things, and, and maybe it's and we can well, we can certainly dive into this here, and and we'll do it later in, in the off season as well once we get there. But maybe it's just a matter of missing pieces. You know, you look at the the, the efforts of guys like Zico Bailey who came in mid season. You look at uh, uh, Toro Astorga. You know, like these guys have been, and Nikki Hernandez. Uh, there's a number of different guys who have come in and played parts here in the final five, six, ten matches of the year and have really helped turn this team from, I don't want to say one that was one that was lacking identity, but one that was lacking aggression and you know a, a drive to go forward. We talked about the engine all year long without Chris Weehan, without Christian Nava. Who was going to be that engine out of the middle? And we saw it from Amando at times. But he's not the guy that you want driving that ball through the middle to create opportunities. He's the guy that you want in and around the box taking the shots. You talk about Sergio Rivas. 
Sergio at times was really great about this. But again, you know, you, you look at the way that Nikki plays, you look at the way Amando played on Saturday, on Friday night, you know, the, the energy that they bring, the ability to get the ball forward and to play defense in the midfield. Like it's just incredible to turn on that we saw here. In these yeah. Games. You, you talked about the shots that were being taken. Um, I can't speak anything highly more, more highly of it. I mean, we were taking shots out there like a sharpshooter hunting elk or deer. We were on point. Yeah, we were. And, and that's something that you know, was lacking earlier in the season. You know, we, we go back and you look, listen to some of the interviews we did with, 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 uh, with Zach Prince talking about guys not taking opportunities or missing opportunities and those chances not falling. You, you look at the, the results under, under Eric, under Coach Quill, and you see them more willing to take shots. Now, did it happen in every match? No. We, we know that. We know that there were some bad matches in there. But you look at the opportunities that they're creating for themselves. You look at the chances that they're taking. You know, they're high quality. They're, they're better quality chances, and they're converting them, which is absolutely tremendous for this team that you know that that has needed that all season long. Yeah, I mean, and you saw it there. I mean, just the tenacity that we played with. We were hungry to score goals, and then. When Hersey finally got his first goal going, he decided, why not? Let's go play with some Legos and build another one. I mean, that's just what it wound up being was, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be a man playing with kids right now is what it was. I'm going to go score goals. I'm going to stack Legos and I'm going to call it good. And I do want to thank Rachel um, because... Rachel just sent us 99 stars. So, Rachel, thank you so much. Um, we do appreciate that. That does go a very, very long ways for us um, and helping us support what we're trying to do here. Um, so, once again, thanks again. Um, talking about Legos, Rachel goes and drops all of them on us so we can just step on them. Um, but, yeah, so we we played like a team that needed to win and understood the need to for us to win and the fierceness and on point that we had like this play right here where Hersty just puts it away doesn't have any fear for the goalkeeper he just puts it away um i can't talk any more about it i mean we played like we needed to and like we should have all all season long had we played like this the entire season I do believe that we are sitting at a home field, a home, a home spot for sure, home playoff match. Yeah, I mean, you watch the way the guys played on Saturday night. You, you see the first goal, you know, off a set piece. First time we've had a set piece goal in a while. Probably the best delivery we've seen from Justin Portillo um, in a number of weeks. And then, you know, Harry gets a good touch on the ball. Obviously, it takes a deflection there. Um and, and you know to to get that goal, um, but you, yeah, I so said you just you watch and you see the the tenacity and the defending. You see, you know, just the play. You know, particularly of Amanda Moreno and, and some of the other guys. And like, yeah, I, I've been waiting to see this all year long. You know, you finally see the the pieces that Coach Quill wants to put into place. You know, working. 
And so, you know, it's, uh, you know, Greg Hurst, the guy that we've talked about a lot this season, um, you know, hadn't scored since April. And, you know, he gets two really good opportunities here, uh, you know, in the second half to, to really ice this match, particularly after we gave up a goal where, I mean, again, you come out kind of flat at the half and, you know, Hursty is able to pick up, you know, some extra goal, you know, pick some goals, pick up some pace on the outside. And those are runs you don't typically see out of him. Um, and if you, if you're not over in the New Mexico United discord, go check it out. You know, we put the post-match audio from, from Greg Hurst, from coach Quill and from Wanda Moreno up in the discord over there. And, you know, you can just hear the excitement in these guys' voices about how things are going and how they've been playing these past few weeks. They sound really confident heading into the first round of playoffs. Yeah, I don't know what you just said because my internet or your internet, one of the internets was bogging down. Oh, um, so the last thing I heard was someone sounds confident going into the playoffs. Yeah, I was talking about uh, Amando and uh, Coach and Greg after the match on Friday night. They sound confident, you know, in what they're doing and how and how they've been playing, leading up into the next match against Sacramento. Yeah, I mean, you were there at the press conference as well. Um, I, and for the most part, everyone did see the quotes that David Carl did put out on Facebook regarding Coach and what he said. I mean, the first question that was asked was 7%. Um, you had a 7% chance to make the playoffs. What was your mentality going in? And he said he embraces it. For lack of better words, he embraces the challenge. So for us to go against the number one team that we haven't lost to this season – um, that's a really good spot for us. I mean, we're looking. That's that's probably the more favorable position that we wanted to, excuse me, wanted to be in was mm-hmm. Sacramento because of the fact that we haven't lost them this season. Yeah, exactly, and that, and that's something we talked about a little bit last week. We were talking about it, you know, in the press box and amongst the media. When you look at the matchups and where we could potentially fall in the standings, you know, obviously a home playoff match was all but out of the picture um, a few weeks ago. But then you look at, you know, after these results, you look at the opponents we could have ended up against. You know, you look at the standings with how close second through fourth was. We could have ended up with Sacramento, depending on the El Paso result. We could have ended up with San Antonio, San Diego, or Orange County, depending on other results. And realistically, you know, we, you, we talked about it. You talked about, you know, like Sacramento, you mentioned a second ago, we haven't lost them. We took four points off Sacramento this year. I think it's a really good matchup for United. And even in that last match that we had, it was a nil-nil draw. We, all we didn't necessarily have tremendous opportunities to pick up a goal, we didn't falter against a team that had been playing really, really well. And you saw the defensive effort in that game, and it was honestly – a really good defensive game against Sacramento a few weeks back. But when you look at Sacramento compared to some of the other opponents we could have faced, I don't like the matchup against San Antonio. I think San Antonio, uh, San Antonio is big. They're physical. They're fast. And we just don't match up well against them. Uh, I don't necessarily think we match up well against uh, Orange County. You know, Orange County, again, a supremely talented club, and they're playing really well, especially in the second half of the season. They're not the team that we played early on. And then you look at San Diego, and honestly, of the four, San Diego is probably my second choice. 
two matches against San Diego this year, we picked up two draws. So I think that the matchup against them is a little bit better, but playing on the road at Torero in their final season, that does not bode well for anybody going in there. So I think Sacramento of all the games is, is the best possible matchup for United this weekend. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I couldn't ask for an e- for a better matchup. I wouldn't say an easier matchup. I can ask for a better matchup because of what we did, um, and the fact that we're we're in form right now. I mean, we found out the the Greg Hurst project and how good that works out. We found out that here it goes. Uh, Schneider board again is better on the bench. I, he, he just might be uh, again. It's I, 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 has it been a success so far? No. Has he done some good things? Yes. But I don't think that he, he ended up not being the answer, but I don't think it's for a lack of effort. I think it's, I think it's that this is a different level of competition and we've seen the way that these teams have played over the past several weeks and seeing what we've seen, I don't think Borgelin was ready for that. So I do think that Hurst was the better option, particularly in this match, but that's not to say that Borgelin can't contribute in some way. I just want to see him improve. Now his chances are probably going to be slim in the playoffs to do that. But I think he still has room, a lot of room for for growth, either with the club here, or you know somewhere else in the offseason. Is he a loan or is he a full transfer? I believe that was a loan. I will double check that. I know Andrew Thomas is a loan, so I'm hoping that yes. we decide to pick up his loan and actually bring him on full. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is on loan. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, we could talk about it all we want about how we like this match, and I love this matchup, but at the end of the day, it's how we play. If we can take the form that we've ran with the past three, three and a half matches, if we could take that form with us into the playoffs, then I like our chances. Yeah. I like our chances to go deep if we can continue our form. But if we decide to falter a little bit and take a break, I don't like where we go. If we're a month ago United, then we don't we don't go far. Yeah, and you look here at the playoff bracket, you know, which is set, you know, obviously the West is going to be very, very tough no matter who you go up against, but you know, obviously we open with Sacramento and you look ahead, San Antonio calls Roger Springs awaits the winner of this match. And, you know, we've shown that we can contain Sacramento's attack. We've shown that we can contain Roro and, you know, and the, and the talent they have out there. So I think United has a very good chance at winning this. And like you said, if they can, if they can carry that form, obviously the last three weeks have been a, a, a big emotional time for the club you know going like you said going from a seven percent chance to make the playoffs to clinching and united has been nothing short of incredible these past three weeks um 
this is one of those times where you look at how this club plays, you look at the ethos, you look at the culture, you look at the leadership of this club. You know, you look at a guy like Josh Suggs, who we thought might not come back this year with, with the injury or how much he would even contribute after that. But Josh Suggs has played almost every single minute since he's come back. You know, you look at the the energy and the way that Brucey played early in the season, you know, and then you look at how he played after Quill came in. There's a lot to like in this matchup. There really is. And I think that, you know, it, it's going to come down to what we've talked about every almost every single week is that you win the battle in the midfield. You you play your guys, you play Nikki, you play uh you know, you put Nikki in the midfield. You have Brucey out there to some extent. I think you, you you've got to run Amondo. You've got to run. I, I think you keep. I think you keep Santi on the bench. I don't think you. I don't think you start Santi in this matchup on Saturday night. And I, just, I, I yeah, you win I, that midfield. I, I feel the same way about that, but for 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 Santi's professional sake. Mm-hmm. He needs minutes. He hasn't had any minutes in a while. No, he has not. For his for his professional sake and for his ability to stay fresh, he needs to see some playing time. So the thing about that is that while yes, I, I think minutes help with form, I don't think they necessarily help you stay fresh. I think I think you're I think you're I think you're meaning you you want to see him in form, going right, fresh in form. That's okay. what I'm saying, fresh in form. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, I mean, you you look at it, and I just I, with the way that everyone else is playing right now, I don't see Santi get the minutes. I just don't. I don't see him starting. I mean, I'm trying to think. When's the last time we even saw? I, I'd have to look. I have to see when is the last time we saw Santi in a match. Um, Phoenix. Was it? Yeah, that it must have been Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. He got booed off the pitch for like two minutes straight, and he came on the fifth minute. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's been a minute for Santi, you know. But to be fair, you look at his form compared to you know Amando compared to some of the other guys, and I just don't, I just don't see you, I just don't see Coach starting Santi. I mean, right, and I'm not saying some, to start. I'm not yeah. saying to start him. By by no means am I saying to start him. Um, but I am saying when you're bringing off Amando and putting on Sam Hamilton, completely changing your formation. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to keep attacking, you bring off Amando and put Santi in that position. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so what are you looking at? Where are you looking at subbing off? Uh... I want to say that was uh, Phoenix that we saw him last. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Santi came on came on in the eighty fifth against against Rising. Um, I was right on point. Yeah, but yeah, I mean the subs of the past couple weeks have been on point. You know they've been very the subs have been very very good. Uh, right decision, right time. Because and like I understand you not wanting to bring off. Uh, you know, Moreno for, for Hamilton. It, it absolutely is a completely different thing. But, yeah, when you're able to, in the last past couple weeks, you look at that sub, you know, against Loose City, you bring off Portillo for Hamilton. You bring off Moreno for Hurst uh, against Rising. 
Swartz off for Hamilton, Moreno off for Santi, Bailey off for for Austin, Hurst off for Bruce. So you're you're not well. Some of these are not necessarily like for like. You're getting a quality player back on the pitch. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying you're getting a, you're not getting a quality player, but if your mentality is to um your mentality is to attack, attack, attack. But then you're gonna bring on Sam Hamilton, who doesn't, uh, who doesn't attack. But lately, he kind of has. So I can't even say that much. I say that lightly. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, he needs playing time. Yeah. He really does. He does. You know, maybe so. Maybe they'll get some. You know, maybe they'll get some seven side stuff in while uh, while they're in, while they're in practice this week, getting ready for the playoffs. But. Who knows? Harry over in the chat. Appreciate you popping in, bud. No, you got to run. Congrats to New Mexico United. You are my pick for the upset of round one and 50-50 if SAFC advances, but have to run. And Team Jacob always. So, eh, I don't know about the Team Jacob nonsense. <laughs> appreciate you popping in, Harry. Do appreciate the, the vote of confidence. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, Harry, Harry's probably, you know, he's he's not wrong. Harry is very unbiased when it comes to things else other than San Antonio. So, um, but even Harry, Harry is very fair um, to, 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 to whoever San Antonio is playing against. But yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be hard to see how do you fit in guys who haven't had a lot of playing time lately, who aren't necessarily in form. Um, but I don't think you change a whole lot against Sacramento. I really don't. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's a tough call for Coach Quill on Saturday, but you know, I again, you look at this matchup. We've played well against them both times. I think we win this one. I think we win this one on the road against Sacramento and break the playoff curse. Again, two times we played Sacramento in the playoffs. Two times we've lost. I think this is the year. This is the year we beat them. And as good as Sacramento has been, has played, they have not had our number this year. They haven't figured us out. I'm going to go 2-1 United in Sacramento. I mean, I like that scoreline. I was seeing that scoreline first. Um, and I would have said 2-1 had we had Alex still in the sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, with us not having him be in between the sticks – and that's having Andrew Thomas. I like our chances a lot better. Okay. Um, Andrew Thomas is a very, very, very smart player. I had a chance just to have a little conversations with him um, on Friday night, just in passing. Um, he's a very smart player. Mm-hmm. Super, super intelligent. Um, so I think... We run it back to him, and we three nil, three nil. All right, that that could that could be. I mean, very very possibly happen. I mean, it, it's it, it's hard to say. Like you know, but I I think Thomas is an upgrade to Alex, and I like Alex. I really do. But I, I do think Andy Thomas is an upgrade. Um, so I I could see it, and if we play with the intensity that we did on on Friday night. Three nil is a very real possibility because this is a much better team. We are a much better team now than we were back then. So I, that's a very real possibility. So, all right, there are our predictions for New Mexico United's match on Saturday night. Earl, 
Let's run them down. Let's take a look at each of these playoff matchups and see if we can't predict the round of 16. So let's uh, we're, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to go just down the Western conference here to start with. I want to hop on over to the East because there's a matchup here that does give us the one opportunity to host a playoff match this year. And that's very dependent on the run of Detroit city FC. Now, Detroit City FC has not had a fantastic year. We know that. They are the eighth seed in the East. We beat Detroit City earlier this year. And if by some miracle both New Mexico United and Detroit City make it to the final, we will host the final. So, Pittsburgh and Detroit. Earl. Look, I'm a huge fanboy. We all know it. I'm wearing a year one t-shirt. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, you have to use your brain. And Pittsburgh has literally given everyone and anyone a headache to play with. Mm-hmm. Especially in Pittsburgh. That is very um, true. This one's kind of a no-brainer. Pittsburgh. All right, so Earl is taking Pittsburgh here. Um, I mean, it's easy to go with that route. It absolutely is. And if you look back at the season series, um, Pittsburgh ha- has a win and a draw. Their win was a 2-0 win back in July. Last time out, there was a 0-0 draw uh, in Detroit. So, um, And as much as I would like to hold out hope that New Mexico United can host a playoff match this year, it's Pittsburgh. <laughs> it just has to be Pittsburgh. I just, I, I don't see it. I don't see Detroit City. They're, they're, they're not the same team they were last year. They don't have the same level of talent. They have not gotten anywhere near the level of result that they did last year. Um, so Bob Lilly, Pittsburgh, making it through to the round of eight. So Earl, let's bring it back east. Or back to the west, I should say. Let's bring it back to the west, but... Uh, we'll go. We'll go coast to coast on this one. Two seven matchup, El Paso and Orange County. Now, obviously, we all want El Paso to lose. I think that's clear from the fandom, from the everything that we've talked about on this show. The fact that you know we saw El Paso spiraling out of control as the season went on, but managed to pick up a win in the final weekend of the season to secure seventh place. Orange County, better team than anyone expected this year. Came on strong after the after poor first quarter of the season, I would say. Earl, does El Paso go on the road and upset Detroit City or upset uh, oh, Orange County? Bep. Okay, fair enough. I figured as much. Um. You know, the, the only thing with that, Earl, and I will say this, in the season series, El Paso has one win and one draw against Orange County. It was a 1-0 win over Orange County in El Paso. 
that was that was way back in the beginning parts of the season. That was let me find the exact date on that one. That was back on April eighth, and that was well before Orange County hit their stride. So I look at this one again. Orange County is a better team than they were earlier in the season. Um, I just don't see it. I think Orange. I, I think El Paso has has not been the team that anyone hoped they would be this year. Um, they exceeded our expectations because we did have them finishing dead last, I believe. Um, or at least I think I, I might have way back in March. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking Orange County here as well. I just, I, I can't see it. I can't see El Paso winning that one on the road. So, all right, back to the East Confer- Eastern Conference. Let's go Memphis, Lou City. Two teams that New Mexico United has beaten in the past three weeks. A uh, little bit of a disappointing year for, I'd say, Lou City. Memphis, about where they were last year, I believe. Um, obviously, right on par. Yeah, I'd say they're pretty much dead even to where they were last year. Uh, both teams, obviously, tremendously talented. Um, but I, I'm very curious to see how this matchup plays out. Um, especially when you consider, you know, you look at the results between the two. They drew back in April 1-1, and then uh, Memphis did beat Lou City in June by a final of 3-1. This, to me, is probably one of the more interesting, is probably the, the more interesting of the 4-5 matchups, if you, if you ask me. Yeah, 100%. I am definitely interested in this one. Um, I will be probably tuning in to watch this one on Saturday for sure. Um. This one hurts me because I don't know. I would love to say 1-1 one, one, mm-hmm. and then lose City advances on penalties. You'd like to say that. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay, so you're taking lose City. All right. I'm going to go against you here on this one. Again, I, I, I like what lose City is doing. I like their stadium. I think they've got a talented club. Again, drastically underperformed this year. Drastically underperform expectations. And I think Memphis has been playing really well. And despite their loss against us, you know, they come into the playoffs uh, playing pretty well. So, um, I mean, I mean, Blue City has lost three of five. Memphis has won two of five. I think this is Memphis's year. I think Memphis takes the win over Blue City and, and they advance. And Memphis uh, and Blue City bombs out in the first round again this is again i think it's the more intriguing of the four fives um but i think it i think it's gonna be a good match all right let's go back to the west we got san antonio and colorado springs the other four or five matchup obviously you know harry in the chat big san antonio supporter um this is a this is an interesting matchup here you know colorado plays with a ton of pace San Antonio has a ton of size and physicality. Um, so I'm really interested in this one here. Um, you know, when I look at this one, I see San Antonio as being the team to beat. You know, they were obviously my preseason favorites. Um, I felt really good about their season. Um, but you go back and you look at how they played against each other. The San Antonio did pick up a win back in March and they drew 1-1 uh, back in September. I really like this matchup for San Antonio. 
I think San Antonio's physicality wears on Colorado. I think San Antonio advances. I think you're wrong. Okay. Um, I think... I think next weekend I'm hopping in my car and I'm driving up north to Colorado Springs. Sounds like fun. What what uh what what leads you to believe that Colorado's got the edge in this one? San Antonio's not really playing their best soccer at this point. That is true. Um they kind of and I know they're sitting on the four seed, um, but they kind of limped into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like they had a squeaky wheel for sure going. Um, and I don't think that they clean it up within a match or within one week. Um, and Colorado, I mean, they were sitting sixth place, I believe. Seventh place at one point. Well, they were near the top of the standings for a good bit of the season, but they've definitely come on there. They've won four or five. Um, and they're playing really well right now. Yeah, lately in the now at the end of the season, they were sitting, I believe, sixth or seventh around there. Mm-hmm. They're floating around seventh for sure. Yeah. Um. So for them to to get the top half of the top half of the bracket, I mean, I'm okay with it. So I think that they do. They have pace, like you said. Um, San Antonio has pace too. And as much as I want to go with Harry and Robert's team um, and their pick, I just can't in good faith looking at Colorado Springs. When you match them on paper, Colorado has the edge, especially the run of form that San Antonio has been in lately. That's very true. That is very true. Um, All right. We'll go back to the East. We've got two more in the East. I'm going to go Tampa Bay, Birmingham, 2-7 matchup out of the East. This is one uh, that I think is going to be really interesting. You look at the, you look at them on paper, obviously Birmingham is, uh, I mean, I guess you could say limping in. They've won two of five, lost two in there as well. But you look at the season, they've beaten Tampa Bay twice. So, I'm really curious to see. Now, Harry obviously said he we're, we are his upset pick for the first round. This is another one here. I think this is a dangerous matchup for Tampa Bay because clearly they haven't figured out Birmingham. Yeah. Um, regular season playoffs Tampa Bay versus playoff Tampa Bay are two different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Bay usually limps themselves into the playoffs, usually contending for a one or two spot. Once again, for I believe the third year in a row, they sat, they're sitting at the two spot. Um, with that though, Tampa Bay is, yeah, they haven't figured out Birmingham in the regular season. But like I said, playoff Tampa Bay are completely different animals. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we saw Gwenzadi last season score two goals all season, three goals all season, and then go and put three goals in one game. Mm-hmm. So I got to go Tampa Bay. 
Tampa Bay. All right, Earl's going Tampa Bay. That's not a bad pick. You look at how Tampa Bay's played throughout the season. You know, obviously they had a, a few down moments, early, you know, earlier on, but superbly talented team. You know, we obviously didn't play very well against them. Um, you know, it's and like you said, they they're built for the long haul. You know, they're not necessarily built to run away with the conference. And you know, I think we got lucky in our matchup with them to even pick up the two goals that we did. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I look at this and as much as I like Birmingham, I like Kaylor Hodges. I think he does a great job out there. I think that he was, is talented, you know, Nico Brett, uh, Preston, Tabor Taka, you know, they have guys that are, that are difference makers that can do things. Um, but I'm not convinced that, Legion are sound enough defensively to make to walk through the playoffs. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay here. I think Tampa Bay is just too good in the in the playoffs. I think that they're they're very well coached, and I think that you know they have the edge here. All right, Earl. Two more back to the West. San Diego Phoenix. Uh, this is, this is one that I think is going to be really interesting. You know, obviously Phoenix struggled for parts of the season, San Diego, not so much. Uh, you look at these two teams and I mean, we talked about it a little while ago, San Diego final season in existence. Um, you know, and they, these two guys, they played each other twice very early on. They haven't seen each other since week three of the season. Um, in, on March 19th, San Diego shut out Phoenix Rising 3-0. On April 1st, they had a 2-2 draw between the two sides. So, and this being, you know, San Diego obviously won the one, won the match on the road. That was the 3-0 result there. I'm not sold on Phoenix. Yes, they've been playing better, but I'm not sold on them. You saw the way that we played against them. You saw when you run at them. They tend to get out of sorts. You see them not defend well at times. And Loyal, let's let's face it, Loyal is a more talented team than we are. Loyal has a better opportunity facing them against Rising. And uh, there's got to be that that emotion and that momentum coming from San Diego, you know, trying to show out, you know, in the final few matches or matches they may have in their existence. So, I'm taking San Diego in here. Again, I'm not sold on rising. I don't after seeing them throughout the season, I'm not I'm not convinced that they can do anything here. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, San Diego's last season, um they don't go out easy, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um we saw what they did to El Paso. Um I got San Diego. San Diego. All right. All right, Earl. That brings us to the final match in the Eastern Conference. Charleston Battery in the 11. The uh, the former Troy Lassane and Zach Prince Club against Mark Lowry's men, Solomon Asante in Indy. Yeah, we haven't seen Battery. We saw Battery really early on, I want to, if I remember correctly. And. Oh, maybe not. It was later in the season. Sorry, I apologize. September. We lost to Battery 1-0 in a match that, 
realistically, we should have won that one. Like we did not play well against battery. Um, and then Indy, let me double check what I'll have to double check what Indy did. Against battery, Indy beat them 4-0 in June, and then they drew 1-1 in July. I mean, this is probably the tougher of the three six matchups to pick. Um, and I don't know which way I'm leaning on this one. Obviously, I don't want Mark Lowry to win. I don't want to see Solomon Asante and that crew, you know, advance, but I don't know if battery is good enough to, to beat Indy. And I disagree. I mean, you look at you look at the Solomon Asante team. They are they're six seed. So they barely squeaked in two. So I gotta go with Charleston. Going Charles. All right, Earl's going battery. Perfect. All right. I understand the 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 thought process there. Um, and, and actually, I, here's more of the thought process. Mm-hmm. Fuck Mark Lowry. <laughs> and fuck Solomon Asante. There you go. I, I yes, I understand the thought process. I really do. I I get it. And I think it's hard to say that you know. I would have a hard time saying Indy snuck into the playoffs. You know, I mean, they were eight points clear of the, of the margin line there. And I know the results throughout the season, you know, obviously a battery has a better year, but I like, like I, said, I think it's, I think I have a hard time taking battery in this one. I, I think, and I, and I don't like it, but I think Indy advances here. I think it's gonna, I think it might. I think it's gonna be a close match, like maybe two one, something you know, somewhere along those lines, or maybe it goes to penalties and, and Indy advances. But I just don't think Battery is good enough to beat Indy, and it pains me to say that. So, but there you have it, folks. There's our first round predictions of the USL Championship playoffs. Um, obviously, you know, uh, we'll run them down here. I've got United, San Antonio, San Diego, Orange County, Pittsburgh, Memphis, Tampa Bay, and Indy. Earl is going United, Colorado Springs, San Diego, Orange County, Pittsburgh, Loose City, Tampa Bay, and Battery. Uh, we'd love to hear your predictions throughout the week. You, you can obviously reach out to us on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, wherever you want to get in touch with us at to let us know all of that. Um, Earl. Do you have anything to add before we get out of here this evening? Actually, I don't. I mean, I'm happy that United got in. Um, and I hope that we can continue to run the run of form that we've had the past few weeks um, to make a deep run into the playoffs. So we've got a question. Or we got oh, a question God. On, the, on the text line. And uh, a bit of prognostication is being requested here. We know the playoff field. We had our preseason show many, many weeks ago. I obviously said way back then that San Antonio was my favorite to win the whole thing this year. Now that we know who's in and who's out, who is your ultimate champion? So here's the thing. I'm going to give you my pick. Okay. I'm also going to give you Marlena's pick. Okay. Because she also did this whole bracket challenge. Um, 
My ultimate pick, I mean, I've said it. Uh, Pittsburgh at home, Pittsburgh every day. Um, so yeah, my, my pick is Pittsburgh. All right. Earl, Earl picking Pittsburgh. All right. I could see it. I can see it. Pittsburgh is a very good team, but you're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. Um, and I, I know Harry might disagree with this because. So hold on, be- hold your thought. Go for it. Before you hit your pick, before you lock yours in, mm-hmm. Marlena made her pick. Okay, that's right. Let's get Marlena's pick. And her pick was actually pretty decent. It was not a bad, not a bad one actually. Okay. And I was kind of surprised that she had some kind of logic behind it. Mm-hmm. Not that she does; she's not a logical person, but she's not the biggest soccer fan out there. And I say that lovingly, just so she knows, because I'm sure she's probably watching in the other room right now. Um. So so hi. <laughs> uh, she went Orange County. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's entirely probable. I mean, Orange County, obviously, you know, they, they won it, uh, two years ago. I think if I'm correct, they won two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They won two years ago over Tampa Bay. Um, so, and and again, that was just taken over by Ronaldo Damas. Um, that's not a bad pick. It's really not. Um, and with the, with the way they've been playing in the second half of the season, really like almost two thirds, um, that's not a bad pick at all. It's really not. So if you're in the chat, if you've asked questions this evening, send us your pick, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll discuss those. We'll compare and we'll see where everyone's. Up. Even if it's a shot in the dark, knowing who is in and who is out, who is your pick? You can you know you can be as homerish as you want. I, you know it's. We're all homers to an extent. Uh, you know, Earl has already picked picked against New Mexico United, so you know it's uh, you know it, it is the it is what it is. Um, it's because I I didn't get my paycheck in the mail. <laughs> you didn't get your paycheck in the mail. There you go. Well, uh, Earl, as soon as I can cut you a zero cent check, you got it, buddy. Uh, by the way, I tried to send you money real quick before I get to my pick. I tried to send you money the other day. I tried to send Jacob money the other day and neither of y'all's banks would take the money. <laughs> Maybe it's just you. No, um, I, I have, ze- I have sent money to, uh, to, to other people and the money was accepted, but yeah, your bank would not accept it. <laughs> I'll send you a request here in a minute. Okay. And then, uh, I mean, I can always like, you know, PayPal or Venmo or something too, but yeah. So before we get to your pick, um, we do want to give a shout out to Alex Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. who is a superhuman. Um, he found me. I was a little bit late because, believe it or not, when you score two goals in eight minutes, um, you kind of get excited and look for another one. So that 15th minute definitely passed quick. <laughs> so I took it upon myself to wait an extra five minutes that it took me to get up, sta- up the stairs to the concourse, um, put a bunch of hints in the chat, and as soon as I walked away, Alex took a picture of where I was standing. 
I didn't even get down to the bottom of the stairs yet. And he already sent me a picture, so I turned right back around. And congratulations, Alex, who got himself the yellow New Mexico true kit, but not for him, for his wife. Very awesome. Yeah, so if, if you missed last week, Earl, I, I sprung this on Earl, and I said that if you could find Earl between the 15th and 25th minute of Friday night's match, Somos Moss would buy you a kit. So, yeah, congratulations to Alex Rodriguez for finding Earl, for getting the pick. We did get that up on social media, so congratulations to Alex and his wife who got the new kit. Uh, hope you enjoy, and that's something that we hope we can do again in the future. Earl, also, you also gave away some tickets on Facebook last week, so uh, yeah, congratulations so we to those did, winners as well. Yeah, so we did have a ticket giveaway as well, um, and those winners, let me get to that page. Uh, how the shit do I do this right there? Uh, those winners were Mason Banning, who won first place, and he selected Section 201. And then there was also Desiree McBrier, who was second place, and she selected Section 122. Awesome. Very cool. Glad we're able to get some stuff away here in the last week of the season. Again, something we want to do more of in the future. So keep an eye out for that more than likely next year, but <laughs> keep an eye out for that. Um, so yeah, congratulations to all of our winners last week. Uh, we do appreciate everyone who did participate and, you know, look for opportunities to, to get involved. So um, enough hemming and hawing my prediction. And I, I, I think I know that Harry might waffle on this a little bit because Harry is not even sure, but I'm going to stick with my preseason favorite. I'm going to go San Antonio to go back to back, which is an extremely hard feat to do in the USL. And it's going to be San Antonio on the road. To Tampa. Oh, you're just fucking crazy. <laughs> you think so, huh? Okay. You may think so, Earl, but that's that's my pick, and I am going to stick with it. San Antonio on the road over Tampa. And ladies and gentlemen, Seth is officially drunk. <laughs> Not tonight, my friend. Not tonight. Um but that I think that's gonna just about it. Unless you've got anything else you'd like to add, I think we can. I don't. Uh, all right, we can call that a show then. So to everyone in the chat, Santa, Rachel, Harry, Andres, everyone on the text line, Marlena, Melanie, and anyone else who's popping in and out throughout the show, we do appreciate each and every one of you for being here. Appreciate all the comments and, and interaction in the chat. You guys are absolutely fantastic. If you weren't here tonight, you can, of course, hear this later in the week on uh, pretty much every podcast feed in the world. Uh, if we're not on your podcast feed or choice, please let us know. I will make sure we get us on there. So Saturday night, New Mexico United against Sacramento Republic FC out at Heart Health Stadium in California. Round of 16 kickoff at eight o'clock mountain time you can catch it on espn plus uh you can also catch it on Estrella. you can also listen live on espn radio 117 the team 
1017theteam.com or any of the team apps. And if there's any other ways to watch the game, we'll let you know about that as well. But for Earl, for Jacob, for myself, thank you guys so much. And until next time, somos amigos. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.